put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms of Friday. Hello. Welcome to the, uh, welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Michael Luke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio, and Friday means that it is gun radio. Today we are talking about issues of the Second Amendment, and uh, it, uh, it man, it's a good day to be alive right now. I got to tell you, for all the stuff that's going on, uh, it is... <clears throat> There's some crazy stuff going on out there. I mean, just some crazy, just bat stuff crazy. That, that's that's all I can say. As I as I look at some of the things that have unfolded over the last week, and uh, I try not to pay too close of attention to some of the firearm stories throughout the week because otherwise I'll be tempted to talk about them during the week. And so Thursday evening, afternoon, this morning, I always kind of update myself on all the stuff that's happened throughout the week to get, and some of the stuff that is just crazy, man, there is some just, it's, I got to tell you, it's really bad when um, even CNN is on my side. I mean, it's even when CNN is on my side and, and we agree on something, you know, It's just crazy. So it's, uh, it, it will, uh, it, it's very interesting. Um, but today on the program, we've got a full hour here in hour one of just discussions, commentary, maybe some Q&A, opening up the phone lines and talking with you guys. Uh, that's all happening here in hour one. In hour two, we'll be joined by Top Shot Chris Chang. Um, who will uh, be joining us and talking a lot about Governor uh, Gavin Newsom's uh, constitutional amendment proposal, where he wants to repeal the Second Amendment uh, or so heavily modify it that it would be (laughs) so it would might as well be a repeal of the Second Amendment. Now, that's going nowhere. But uh, Chris, uh, Chris has been on vacation. He was out of the country for a couple of weeks, so he couldn't join us earlier in the month when this news first broke. And he told he sent me a message. He's like, I'm just so agitated that I can't talk about this right now. So we're going to give him a chance to vent a little bit about that and what's happened. Uh, we'll also talk to him about uh, the uh, Hunter Biden plea deal and more. Uh, this stuff is, <clears throat> man, there's just some. It's just, it's wackadoodle, man. It's it's when you've got 
let me just say, when you've got sitting senators that stand up in front of the, the on the floor of the Senate and they start spouting just some absolute nonsense. I mean, not I, I mean, I can't even call it nonsense. I can't even call it nonsense. It is literally full on lies. It's just it's, just BS. It's, it's just full on lies. And yet they do it with a straight face. They look in the camera, they look you in the eye, and they they do it time and time and time again. Now, when the president does it, it, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if people feel like it's endearing, like he's a doddering old grandfather, like his comment about how by putting a, by putting an arm brace on a pistol, you increase the caliber of the bullet that's fired. I mean, that's a magic trick. That is a magic trick, right? I mean, th- this, this whole thing is, <laughs> but this is what's going on time and time and time again. They get up there and they say things that are just so factually untrue. And and so at some point you're wondering, well, maybe they just don't know. I mean, again, one of my favorite interactions uh, with a Congress critter is back when Tucker Carlson was kind of part of the mainstream media. This is years ago. And I think it was on uh, when he was on CNBC or someplace. And he interviewed Carolyn McCarthy, who was one of the main authors of the original assault weapons ban. And uh, when he started questioning her about certain things, and to me, in that instant, it became very obvious that you had a bunch of uh, senators and congresspeople who were writing laws about something that they knew nothing about and hadn't taken the time to educate themselves about it or bring anybody else on board that had educated themselves about it. That's probably still one of my favorite exchanges in the public eye uh, about the ludicrousness of for example, in this case, the assault weapons ban. This is this right here is gold. In February, you introduced the assault weapons ban and law enforcement protection act of 2007. It would regulate semi-automatic assault weapons, including weapons that have pistol grips, a forward grip, and something called a barrel shroud. Weapons with a barrel shroud would be regulated. What's a barrel shroud, and why should we regulate it? I think. I think the more important thing is that it also would have had banned the large capacity clips right. that Colin Ferguson had but used I, and also uh, the killer. Okay. But I, I, read the, I read the legislation, I'm sorry, I read the legislation and it said that it would regulate barrel shrouds. What's a barrel shroud and why should we regulate that? The guns that were chosen back in uh, in those days were basically the guns that most gangs and criminals were using to kill our uh, police okay. officers. False. I'm not saying it was the best bill, but that okay. was the best do, bill do they could get out at that particular is? time. I actually don't know what a barrel oh, shot. Okay, I think it's, it's in your the shoulder thing that goes up. I believe it's the shoulder thing. I really don't know what it is. I believe it's the shoulder thing that goes up. Uh-huh. And her false statement again that these are the weapons that are mostly used by gangs. They use handguns are the most prolifically used in crimes. The handgun is the most prolifically used firearm out there. Not the not the AR-15, not the AK-47 shotguns, rifles. That is a subset I don't have the I don't have the latest UCR uh, uniform crime reporting statistics here in front of me for 2022, but for 2021, 15,000 people and change were murdered, right? Of those, 11,000 were killed with handguns. You want to know how many 
were murdered with rifles, uh, black rifles. I can't even tell you how many with black rifles because it's such an infinitesimal number. They don't even break it out. They just have a category for rifles, all rifles, from a squirrel rifle to a big boar hunting rifle to an AR-15. 369 people were killed. Out of the 12,000 and change people that were murdered, 369 of them were murdered with a rifle. All rifles, not just black rifles. But she's going to sit up there and tell you time, and you see this all the time, weapons of war on the street. This is the choice of criminals. And again, it is not the case. So at one point, I just thought, well, these guys are just lazy and they're just advocating their responsibility over to ATF and they don't really know what they're talking about. And they get, you know, somebody somebody says this is the bill we should vote for. So they all vote for it. But I'm getting to the point now to where it's like I and I'm starting to believe that it is intentional deception. On every fr- you cannot continue to espouse things that are factually inaccurate, have been proven factually inaccurate, and just continue to pump those out like they're the truth. And it just goes on and on and on. It happens every freaking day. On the floor of the Senate, they rejected a resolution to try and repeal the ATF pistol brace uh, move. It was a 49 to 50 vote. That's how close it was. Opponents of the new rule pointed out that despite Biden's bizarre assertion that stabilizing braces somehow increase the caliber of the bullet fired, that uh, the, they basically said that this is a backdoor attempt at establishing a gun registry that could ensnare millions of lawful gun owners. By the way, uh, again, looking at the numbers of how many people actually registered, about a quarter of a million people registered their short their their pistol braced what are now being called short barrel rifles pistols with 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 arm braces are now being called short barrel rifles about a quarter of a million people 250 just over 250,000 people registered that's how many registrations they took in by estimates now i've seen the 40 million estimate i think it's overblown but by other estimates there are somewhere between 9 and 15 million pistol braces in this country. That is a non-compliance. That is a civil disobedience act that we have not seen in years. In I mean, we saw the New York Safe Act. We saw the, the, the Connecticut Assault Weapons Ban. We saw those be treated by the public with disdain, I mean, less than I think it was. I think it's four percent in the in the uh, in the Connecticut one. It's like three or four percent in the new. These are all single digit compliance rates with the number of, of firearms that they actually know are in the state through records of sales and everything else. And they're they're still not out there enforcing it because at one point one of the state troopers got in front of the legislature and said, "If you want to go door to door, you can do it." Essentially, that's what he said. Because you're nuts. If you think we're going to go door to door and tell people to turn over their guns, you are nuts. They're reaching the point of ridiculousness. But they continued to do it from the floor of the Senate. They, it, it is, and we're going to get into this here in a minute. Um, But 
this this all comes from the top down. You know, the 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 Muppet uh, Uncle Joe the Muppet, he 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 can he goes out there and says some of the craziest things, continues to repeat them. He's still repeating some of the same arguments that he made um a, a year and a half ago that has been debunked by outlets across the country. He continues to use them as if they are just the honest to God truth. And at this point, I just I don't think they care. It's not about the truth. It's not about being wrong. It's not about being a doddering old man. I mean, did you did you hear the president the other day? I mean, he finished a speech up with some vaguely wandering. Is there weather? I can stay for photos, but I'm going to be over here. I mean, it's just weird thing. And then he finishes the whole speech up with. All right. God save the queen, man. What? What? I mean, not God bless America, but. All right. God save the queen, man. I, this guy is out. And then he had uh, he had what? The Indian prime minister in his office. Did you see that that video? The, I think it was the Indian prime minister, and they're standing up there side by side, and <clears throat> the the band starts to play, and Biden, you know, they do the da 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 like they're getting ready to play the and he puts his hand over his heart, and the anthem starts to play, and it's not, it's not the, it's not the U.S. anthem, and his hand slowly slides down. I mean, it's just it's the most painful thing to watch. This is the guy that's leading the nation. I mean, and he continues to just go on and on and on about this stuff. And we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. But first, we'll pay some bills. We're going to be back. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Don't forget, you can come out and join us on Facebook. If you want to be part of the show today, join us in the chat room, hang out. Have your comments be read out. I mean, whatever you want. Come on down. Join us. Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show slash live. All right. We'll be back right after this. What is that? Common Sense. Regularly heard on American Radio. Oh, hello, my friends. Hello. How you guys doing? You ready for uh, you ready for the weekend? Oh man, I'm ready for the weekend right now. Um. <laughs> Good morning, gang, fellow miscreants and rabble rousers. Am I being detained? I'm. I'm, I have that tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. Am I being detained? Lots of fog down on the peninsula this morning. It's cold and wet. It's like 53 degrees here, and it's just raining. Oh, man. All right. 
Rick is like, what, what, spit it out. I mean, cause I was, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to get to you. Sandy can't believe that I actually agree with CNN. Uh, CNN actually agrees with me. Twaddle, Huey, Pushwa, Bert Stedman. That's what it is. I was going to say it's a bunch of, yeah, you got it. You, you, you figured out what I was trying to say. Just a bunch of stuff. Um, who doesn't know handguns are what gangs use for the most part? Well, apparently every politician on the left who continues to go out there and talk about these weapons of war that are on the street, the most used by gangs and I mean, when you got a guy telling you that if you put a pistol brace on a rifle, it changes the rifle caliber to a larger caliber bullet. The what kind of magical, mystical, what, I mean, that's as stupid as Greg Jarrett on Fox News. That was when I lost all respect for Fox News. Uh, I was already drifting away from Fox News. This is back, whatever it was, 10 years ago, the Sutherland Spring shooting in Texas, when Greg Jarrett just got up there on kind of an angry diatribe. He's one of the talking heads at Fox. Well, ostensibly, he was a reporter, but he kind of moved more into a talking head position. But he got up there and said that, uh, yeah, that there's this button that you could push on an AR-15 that turns it into a machine gun. And I was just like, you, you know, you should just shut your freaking mouth because you have no idea what you're talking about. You are purportedly one of the intelligent ones and you are just too damn stupid to be on the television. Let's just put it that way. But that's what they do. That's what they do. That's that's what they do. All right. God save the queen, man. I mean, they just, you know. I mean, I've I've looked for the button. I couldn't find it. I looked. I'm I mean, it's just not there. But that's just how stupid our betters are. They are our betters. Don't, don't, don't think they're not. Those, they are our betters. They know better than we, how we should be living our lives and doing all the things. It's, it's, it's sad that we just don't accept their omnipotent rule. That's what it is. And quite honestly, that's why they want to get, get rid of guns because we have the ability to push back on them because they do know what's better for us. And if we could just take away those pesky guns, we could, they could force us to see the light. They could force us to see the light on this. Uh, this is the same group that has the Tuskegee Airmen and the MK Ultra and the, uh, the Japanese internment camps. And I mean, I could go through a litany of things that this su supposed government that so well knows better than what we know on all the things that has happened in America over the last 200 years, uh, we could go case after case about all the things that weren't done, weren't good. Just, just think, just think what happens if for some reason there wasn't that implicit threat of armed Americans. Just think about that. Just, just think about that. I mean, if the Japanese internment during World War II doesn't make this the skin on the back of your neck crawl, just think about that, you know? Agent Orange, Tuskegee Airman, MK Ultra. I mean, 
that's just top of the mind right there. Okay, uh, we're coming back into it. Um, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Here we go. What the hell is an assault weapon? Does that mean that if we hurt your feelings, you should consider the Michael Duke Show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can accept that. Here's Michael Dukes. Kind of a dick, but somewhat funny. Somewhat funny. Yeah, that's me. Welcome back to the program. Uh, it is Friday. That means it's Firearms Friday. And we've just been talking about, you know, all these all these politicians. You know, like I said, I used to just think it was ignorance. Now I'm thinking it's not just ignorance or maybe even willful ignorance. I'm starting to think that it's intentional. That they know that they're out there espousing just untruths. Whether it was the president basically saying that, uh, you know, that 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 putting a, a a pistol grip, excuse me, putting an arm brace onto a pistol would increase the caliber or whatever. These guys are actively out there trying to rewrite our own history, trying to rewrite the truth and rewrite the facts. So Biden's remarks uh, that were in a California fundraiser. Now, there's no apparently I haven't been able to find any video of these remarks because I really wanted to pull the video and then get the audio clips off of it so that they could be played in his own words. But I couldn't find it. Uh, the uh, the White House, um, the White House actually put out a, a copy of the statement and the presser from this. But um, the president said things like this. Let me just, I'm going to read them for you because I don't have them in his words, but this is the press release from the White House. Here's what he said in this fundraiser. And the fact that the NRA has such overwhelming power, you know, the NRA is the only outfit in the nation that we cannot sue as an institution. They got this day before this. I became president. They passed legislation saying you can't sue them. Imagine had that been the case with tobacco companies. How many people would be dead today if it weren't for, if we weren't able to rein in tobacco companies in the use of tobacco? Well, it's that way now. We can't. Uh, uh, what? I excuse me. What? You can't sue the NRA. Somebody better tell Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, who is in the middle of suing the NRA. That, I mean, that is just the most. Now, maybe he could just blame it on his senility. Maybe he's talking about the PLCAA, which is the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act, which was passed by Congress and voted for by pretty much everybody, including Hillary Clinton. Right. While she was senator. That, I mean, maybe they were talking about that. That was passed back in 2005. But even the PCLAA allows for liability lawsuits against gun makers. It just gives them some blanket protections over, you know, over the harmful tort actions of people trying to blame the gun manufacturers on the actions of criminals down at the lowest level. But I mean, but again, he's it maybe, maybe, maybe we're stretching. Maybe he does believe the NRA can't be sued. Then he goes on 
to talk about how and and by the way, you know one of the reasons why the AR15 is so strongly supported by so many folks in that industry, number 1, it's the cheapest weapon to make and it's the highest profit motive they have for any weapon that's made. It makes more money to sell an AR than any other weapon you could buy. Okay. What? I mean, what? First of all, simply from a standpoint of manufacturing and precision and the amount of machining and every, it may be a higher value, uh, may be a higher profit margin item in the end because of the modularity and other things that you can do for it. But there is, it's cheaper to make an AR than it is to make a pistol? How, how is that? E what? But he just spouts it off. Just spouts it off. And he goes on. And so we have to change. There's a lot of things we could change because the American people, by and large, agree you don't need a weapon of war. Well, you know what? Then that pretty much eliminates about 85% of all firearms out there because 85% of firearms out there derive their design and origin from being weapons of war. No more of that lever-action Winchester, that's a weapon of war. No more of that old Webley revolver, that's a weapon of war. No more of your Remington 700 hunting, hunting rifle, that's a weapon of war. They've all been used in war. I'm a Second Amendment guy, he says. Of course he is. Of course he is. I taught it for four years, six years in law school. Oh, Jesus. Save us all. Please, Lord, come to us right now and just honk the horn and toot us up because the, this guy, the stick a shotgun out the by him, give two barrels into the air, that, that guy taught the Second Amendment for four to six years in law school? Anyway, I taught it in law school, and guess what? It doesn't say that you can own any weapon you want. It says there are certain weapons that you just can't own. Let's see. A well-regulated militia being essential to a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Where does it say that you where does it say that you can't own weapons of a certain kind? Where does it in fact, I think it just says shall not be infringed. That I think that's pretty much the only stricture in there. I think in that whole thing, that's the only stricture in the whole thing. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't say that you can own any weapon you want. It also doesn't put any strictures on any weapons you want. And he goes on to, these are my favorite. These are my favorite. He goes on to say, even during when it passed, you couldn't own a cannon. Um, blatantly false. Not only could you own a cannon then, you could still own a cannon today. You can't own a machine gun. No, I'm serious, because there was laughter. Um, first of all, machine guns weren't there. They did have semi-automatic repeating rifles um, during that time. That's not really well known, by the way. Uh, the GRD air rifle uh, was one of the, the Lewis and Clark gun. It was a semi-automatic repeating rifle. So they did have those. Um, but you could own a machine gun in, 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 in America and you could buy one. You could buy them through the mail. You could buy them. Up until 1980, anyone could own a machine gun. And and get it, it, 
it's so blatantly, blatantly false that you can In fact, I've told the story before. Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, when they were headed to uh, to the to the to the, you know, for the that charge up San Juan Hill, they were actually outfitted by two New York socialites who went out and bought them the new. I think they're the water cooled Maxims, or they they were the Brownings machine guns because the they didn't have the funding, they didn't have the and so two socialites you know, millionaire socialites or whatever, went out and bought them and gave them to Teddy Roosevelt and the Light Brigade. They were being... Anyway, he goes on to say, so what's the deal with the idea that it's an absolute? That it's an absolute. You know, I love those guys that say the Second Amendment is, you know, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Well, if you want to do that, you want to work against the government, you need an F-16. You need something other than an AR-15 anyway. I mean, how serious, how seriously, it? I mean, first and foremost, there have been a lot of times, including in Afghanistan, with Americans who had overwhelming superiority, overwhelming technology, overwhelming, you know, everything, and they were still being held at bay. They were still being uh, uh, harassed. They were still being all that by guys living in caves with goats and AK-47s, 50-year-old AK-47s. Secondly, um, are you trying to are are you trying to say that you're going to you're going to shoot a bunch of Americans with an F16? Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, this is uh this is the kind of stuff that goes on. And of course, again, coming from the guy who goes on to say who goes on to say uh, that, you know, pistol braces change the caliber of the weapon. I mean, when you start going on and talking about things like, uh, you know, the the whole F-16 thing, uh, David Hersani over at uh, The Federalist writes about this. And he says, look, uh, contending as the president does that your weapon is basically useless because the state can simply scramble F-16s and murder you and everyone you love doesn't really convey the message he thinks it does. What it tells me is that Biden might be a sociopath and that we all need tanks. Or Stinger missiles, I guess. It would be the other answer there. Um, And Hersani himself goes on to talk about uh, Afghanistan and everything else. None of this is even to mention that modern armies struggle to contain insurgencies equipped with little more than small arms. There have been countless such fights, including against Americans in a place like Afghanistan. I guess we should just be happy that Biden didn't threaten to nuke Kansas. That was Eric Swalwell's comment about nuking American citizens, if you recall that, that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's a great, uh, great article over at, uh, uh, over at uh, the Federalist from uh, David Hersani, who's a who's a noted, uh, he's a noted uh, constitutional scholar, and he's explaining the Second Amendment to Joe Biden. It is just insane. But again, Joe Biden is not the only problem here. I mean, he's in this point, I guess, the biggest example of the problem. But then you got guys down on the floor 
just spouting off some of the dumbest stuff you've ever heard in your life. Yes, yes, Toto, even dumber than the Carolyn McCarthy comment that we played earlier. Here is Chuck Schumer on the floor of the Senate when they were arguing about whether or not to stop the ATF pistol brace ban. Here is the leader of the Democratic Party talking about guns, which he said that he knows so much about we need to ban. Chuck Schumer. If you have ever seen a gunman fire what looks like a machine gun with just one hand, that's what pistol braces allow you to do. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. If you've ever seen a gunman fire a machine gun with one hand, that's what pistol braces allow you to do. Okay, so first of all, it's not a machine gun. Second of all, it's a pistol. You should be able to fire a pistol with one hand. Thirdly, I've fired plenty of guns with one hand, and I didn't need a pistol brace. I, it, but this is, you see the conflation there? You see the conflation? Go back to what he first said when you see them with machine guns. That's, I mean, that's where, that's where he's making his point. If you have ever seen a gunman fire what looks like a machine gun with just one hand, that's okay, what so fire what looks like a machine gun. It may not be a machine gun. It may be a semi-automatic rifle. It may be a pistol. That's what pistol braces are all about. But then Dick Durbin from Illinois. Man, some of the dumbest people in the world come out of Illinois. If you're from Illinois, I'm so sorry for you. I'm not sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for you if you came from Illinois. Because then Dick Durbin gets up there and, again, proceeds to lay out the what of the what? And we all know that because of the ammunition magazines that can be strapped on to so many pistols, that these become automatic weapons similar to AK-47s. What? Ammunition magazines that can be strapped on to so many pistols, that these become automatic weapons similar to AK-47s. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. God have mercy on your soul. Because of these magazines, these clips that you could strap on, you can strap onto the gun, it becomes an AK-46. What? These, my friends, are the leaders of our country, the freest nation on the face of the earth, and this is our leadership. We are doomed. Doomed. With, I mean, really? That is the, wow. That is it. Oh, one more time. And we all know that because of the ammunition magazines that can be strapped on to so many pistols, that these become automatic weapons similar to AK-47s. What? Ammunition magazines that can be strapped on to so many pistols, that these become automatic weapons similar to AK-47s. <sighs> you people in Illinois, 
you might want to ask for a refund. I'm just saying you may want to ask for a refund. I just, I can't. I can't even today, man. I cannot even. All right, I'm going to open up the phone lines. We got one more segment before the end of the hour. I got some other stories we can talk about, but this is just, I am just agog about what's happening right now. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. I mean, you just cannot make this stuff up, folks. This, these are the leaders of our nation. And, I mean, they can't even remember which nation they're from. I mean, All right. God save the queen, man. I mean, just, they're just not even sure where they're at. <sighs> My Lord. Sharp as a marble, that Durbin is. Yeah. Yeah, nope, that's pretty much it. Turpin knows a lot about strap-ons. <laughs> I couldn't say that. Oh, man, okay. Uh, oh, and, and Donna points out that Biden didn't actually teach law school. He made a few public appearances at the law school. But, I mean, that means he's teaching, right? I mean, he must be teaching something from the stage. I mean, it was a, he's not a professor. It's just, you know. Oh. This is just. How, how do people do it? How do they, how do they do it? How do they look you in the eye how do they look in the camera lens and with such conviction tell you an outright falsehood that i mean i just i i have the hardest time in the world trying to figure that out i i would have a i would have a difficult time trying to hold a straight face while i'm doing that and say it with such conviction such conviction uh it it I just don't, I just don't know how, how, how do you do that? Is it that you, you have a belief in your own moral superiority? Is that what it, is that what does it? You, you have a, you have a belief in your own moral superiority and everything's okay. I, I just can't fathom it. Right, Natasha? I just can't fathom it. All right. Uh, let me get the phone lines pulled together here. I didn't start the phone lines earlier, so let's do that now. Oh, we got somebody on hold already. Okay, so now we're connected. Phone lines are connected. They're connected. Now everybody's on hold. 
and phone lines are probably hear the show yeah, while they're still still going on. All right, so we're ready to jump into this. We're gonna get their name here in just a minute. Uh, we're looking at the fact that Dickie Durbin represents one of the most violent garbage states in our country. He's a useless tool. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. Sandy says they believe their stuff, their poo. I mean, they're high on their own supply is what she's saying. I mean, I don't know. Um, they want to throw enough stupidity out there. Um, uh, they want to throw enough stupidity out there so people just get exhausted and finally give up and accept their garbage as truth. Yeah. Uh, what's this, Lisa? Uh, there's a there's a link here, and I can't follow links from the room that I'm in, from the browser that I'm in. Uh, but it says federal government moves forward with hunting restrictions, no lead bullets. Oh God. All right. Well, we'll see where we'll see where this goes. We're about two minutes out right now. <laughs> Here you go. It was in my hometown of San Diego. That guy that drove the tank down the freeway. I mean, was this like the killdozer incident? Uh, we just passed that. We just passed the. We just passed the anniversary of killdozer. Normally, we talk about it a little bit, but we didn't this year. But we'll we'll. Although I did see that Brian had a really sweet mug. In fact, it's is it part of your profile picture, Brian? It looks like it might be part. Let me look at this. Yep. He's got the, he had this really sweet mug that he had made by Art by Carla. And uh, it's, uh, it's a Killdozer reference. Uh, so it's perfect. It's perfect. Okay, uh, one minute out. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, getting ready to jump into this, and uh, we will continue. Chris Chang will be joining us in hour two, maybe hopefully before the break in hour two, so we can get some time with him. And then we got a Willie Waffle who's got a lot of stuff to go over with us today. So we're gonna we're gonna probably go to Willie a little early this morning. Um, that just sounded wrong. I'm gonna go to Willie a little early this morning. That's what I said. Uh, all right. You guys ready to go? Oh, I got to get the name. Who is this? Good morning. Uh, who is this? Where are you calling from? Good uh, morning, Michael. This is Larry calling from North Pole, Fairbanks area. Okay, hold on, Larry. I'm going to be right back to you. Don't go anywhere. We're going to jump back in. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow, do all the things. Let's get to it. Here we go. What the hell is an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Duke Show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. Yep. That's right. Only protection guns around here. That's all we do. Uh, let's jump into it. We're ready to go to the phones. Phone lines are now open at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. 
907-433-3150. Larry is on the phone from North Pole. Let's see what Larry has to say this morning. What's on your mind, sir? Morning, Michael. I got me one of those uh, Remington V3s for home protection. <laughs> nice little shotgun. Uh, Remington V3. That that's uh, Remington V3. That's one of the ones that's the firearm, right? It's not technically a shotgun. It's it's a it's a firearm, right? The V3. That's the short little stubby one. Yeah, semi-auto. Yeah, those are nice. I. Uh, it's like the shockwave, Mossberg shockwave. Um, I have been thinking about one of those here for a while, and eventually I'll probably get around to getting one. But yeah, those those are uh, those are pretty nifty. Yep i uh, I went with it over the uh, shockwave because the shockwave pump action, and after that uh, head-on car crash I was in, my shoulders not up to, and my arms not up to pumping the shotgun very good. Um, so I uh, I went to semi-auto. Semi-auto is um, always more semi over, uh, always more fun. Yeah, I was over at Frontiers the other day, and they remodeled their uh, their gun section. It looked pretty nice. They did a yeah. they, they did a they did a redo. Anyway, they uh, did a redo in there. Yeah, they did a little redo in there, and, and uh, that's. Uh, they got more uh, long guns on the wall now. Yeah, but they didn't have the shotgun I was looking for. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> had to get it somewhere else. Darn it. Yeah, I hate it but when that happens. Anyway, um, um, tomorrow and Sunday, they're having the gun show up here at Shoppers Forum again. Um, ten till five on Saturday. And then 11 till 5 on Sunday for general public. And um, yeah, it's being put on by the Alaska gun collectors again. That's, uh, but um, maybe some more people out here can hear this and go exercise their Second Amendment rights. You bet. You bet. <laughs> All right, Larry. But, Shoppers Forum tomorrow, 10 to 5 Saturday, 11 to 5 on Sunday. Correct. All right. Well, thank you, Larry. And uh, you guys have have a good one. Keep your powder dry. I appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate you calling in and joining us this morning. All right. Um, all right. Let's continue on here uh, with the phone calls. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mike. It's Fred. How do you been? Hey, Fred. What's happening, my friend? Fred, all the way down in beautiful Rhode Island. What's going on in your world? Well, let's see if I see if finally coming around to the point of view that I've been spouting about for a while. It's it's above and beyond, you know, just the stupidity. I think it's a uh, it's a deliberate attempt to uh, you know to circumvent to, and just circumvent the Second Amendment deliberately right. and a deliberate act to undermine undermine the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Right. You well, know, like I, I, I said, I for I think it's high time that that should be definitely scrutinized and looked at very closely because. There's a lot of nonsense going on that no one has any real explanations for. Well, like I've said, I mean, at first I thought it was just ignorance. Then I thought maybe it was just willful ignorance. Now I think it's intentional. They're all in it together, and they're all doing it on purpose at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
You know, and, and, and you see what they did the other day with the, I'm trying to think of what the, uh, they were talking about, but then the, whole, the, the entire Democratic caucus got up and was cheering about uh, something that was, you know, uh, they were in opposition about, and, uh, you know, that, that just tells you that, you know, that it, this is a, a lockstep, you know, definitely a lockstep uh, means and uh, uh, application to undermine, undermine, you know, the, the, the values of what this country is, you know. And I think it's time to I think it's time to seriously consider recall on a lot of these things. You know, I mean, they can have an elections to put them in. We can have recalls to take them out. And I think it's high time, way high time, that we started considering seriously considering recall elections. Even if they, even if they don't get it, they'll put the fear of God into them that yeah, we're coming after you, and you keep up doing what you're doing, and we're going to take you out. We're going to get well, you out of office. Well, crook. I got to tell you, recall is a lot harder than actually putting in the right person in the first place. Uh, but of course, with all the power of the incumbency and the parties behind him, it's even it's hard to do that. I mean, it, you're right. Uh, you, we got to keep fighting it. But, you know, I don't know, Fred, it's just and, and most Americans are not engaged. Most Americans are not as engaged as the people who listen to this show. I mean, we the this show is like the super voters, right? I mean, it's the two or three percent that are actually paying attention to what's going on uh, in the world. The rest of the people are worried about two hots and a cot. You know, they're worried about what when their next, you know, television show comes on or when their next meal's coming. They're not really paying attention to this. So you and I could say this is the right thing to do, but it makes it real hard um, to uh, to to uh, get other people involved in that way. Well, you're absolutely right, but you know the thing is, though, it kind of spreads. You know, I mean, you know, freedom. You know, the 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 the, uh, the uh, gesture of freedom spreads. You know, and and, and it, sooner or later, the two hots and a cot people are going to realize it's them too. Yeah, they're involved. They're, everybody's involved. You know, yeah. if you if you yep. if you like the system of government, of what was what this country was founded on, then you got to see. You know. It, uh, you know, politics is not a spectator game. It really is. <laughs> no, it is and not. You definitely a, have to become a, a player. Yeah, it is not life. a spectator sport. Is it? it that, is. Was, that was that was the that was the whole thing in the beginning, which actually began in Rhode Island, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of the ever heard of the Gatsby, the the, the uh, British ship Gatsby that was burned off the coast of Rhode Island in right. 1772 prior to the Tea Party. Yep, yep. It actually began in Rhode Island. Well, you guys, Revolution. where what happened to you guys? I mean, you guys started the fight, and now you guys are all rolling over on each other, or wetting on yourselves, well, and all, it, you know. All historians are in Boston. They're all in Massachusetts, <laughs> and you know they definitely are from Rhode Island out of it because they hated Rhode Island. <laughs> Anybody from Rhode Island wandering into Massachusetts could be hung, and this is this is a fact. They could have been hung on a spot. I mean, we, that's what used to be called Rogues Island, not Rhode Island. You know, and then oh, eventually man. they changed it to Rhode Island, but you know. <laughs> They, uh, they Massachusetts hated Rhode Island. Yeah, they really did. So they kind of wrote us out of the history books. But yeah, that actually began in Rhode Island by burning the gas. Look, look it up on look I'll, it up online. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll Wikipedia it real good. All right. Well, Fred, uh, it's good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks for thanks for calling in. Um, keep keep your powder dry, my friend. Keep don't grow weary in well doing. We'll we'll we too shall overcome. Right. I certainly hope so. All right. We will never stop fighting. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it uh, for you sounding off this morning here on the program. I got two more lines on hold, but I've got less than a minute. Um, can you do it in a minute? Uh, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Steve from Fairbanks. I'll make this quick. 
uh, two announcements really fast. Uh, there's a Glock demo uh, on July 28th from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, also on August 19th, first responder memorial shoot, um, again, at Saturday, August 19th. So Glock demo, July 28th, APOA uh, shoot on August 19th. This is all sponsored by the Alaska Peace Officer Association. Uh, registration is required for both events. The first one, the Glock demo is $10 fee. The memorial shoot's $50 fee, um, unless one joins APOA. So oh, okay. just uh, go to APOAonline.org for more information. APOAonline.org. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate you uh, calling in and reminding us of that. Uh, we yep. look we look forward to hearing more about it. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for calling in. All right. Uh, that brings us. You're right, welcome, Michael. Thank you. Uh, thank you. That brings us up to the top of the hour. I got one line on hold. We'll talk to them during the break here. See if they want to hold on through hour two dead ahead. We got Chris Chang. We got Willie Waffle. It's the Michael Duke Show. Okay, um, let's go over and see who's here on the phone. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, Fairbanks. Yep. Uh, you want to hold on through the news? Uh, and Dave? Okay, Dave, you want to hold on through the news, and we'll talk to you as soon as we return to the air? Sure. Can we talk about the pistol brace? Yeah, no, absolutely. We can talk about the pistol brace. That's no problem. So I'll put you on hold, and you'll be. Okay, we'll, come, we'll come back to you about five after the hour. Okay, so just hold on the line here, Dave. We'll be right back to you. It's Dave in Fairbanks. We're going to talk with him here in just a minute. Okay. All right. Was already over August. All right. Um. I'm sorry. Here, I'm looking to see what our troll in chief has got to say here. Can we get past the generalities of the Second Amendment and keep pointing out the disparity of political differences and focus on the rights to bear arms versus the abuse of firearms? That's kind of what we've been doing, man. We've kind of been pointing out the fact that the right to keep and bear arms is sacrosanct and that the abuse of firearms is a minuscule abuse of that right, but that it's been overblown. It is political. That's the thing. You can't you can't talk. You can't avoid the disparity of political differences, as you say, because the news media and the politicians won't let you. They continue to treat it. I mean, they they in fact, they use the word epidemic of gun violence. They use that kind of language to talk about it, um, even though when you look at it statistically, it is a fraction of, I mean, 15,000 murders in a country of 330 million people. Every one of those is a tragedy. I don't want to try and, and belittle that, but you're talking, I mean, that is, that is a fraction of, of a fraction of a percent. More people are killed by medical malpractice. More people, you know, more people are killed on the highway. More people are, you know, the, you could just name a dozen different things that are not making the headlines every day, but gun violence does. That's, I mean, that's it. And the, the generalities of the Second Amendment? I mean... What more is there other than the verbiage, the plain language of the Second Amendment? That's the problem. Uh, 
Yeah. And you're right. A hundred percent right. A hundred percent right. The worst epidemic of gun violence was and is done by government on their own disarmed populations. This is a fact throughout history. hundred percent. I just agreed with Harold, folks. Mark it down. Democide, it's called. That's what it's called. Democide. That is the extermination of a population by their own government. And you can go back and look at gun control. Um, it is the gateway to tyranny. Aaron Zellman from JPFO, which was the former organization Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. I mean, he wrote several books about this. That is the gateway to tyranny. I mean, whether it's the the Christians in the Turk and Ottoman Empire, whether it's the, uh, you know, Pol Pot's regime, whether it was the Nazis disarming, whether, I mean, he just, he went through case after case where they saw that the registration led to confiscation and the confiscation led to genocide. And genocide, a democidical genocide by the governments. The largest cases of democide by communist governments, both the Russian and the Chinese. I mean, they're just, there's just point after point after point. You could see that all of that leads to tyranny and genocide. It's, you know, <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Um, Stalin's purge. Yeah. I mean, get Mao, the Mao, uh, the Maoist purges, uh, Stalin's purge, the grain, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the whole grain thing and millions, millions of people killed by governments of their own people, not enemy, you know, not enemy combatants, their own people. The biggest threat to people and societies are government, period. That's not an opinion. That is a statistical fact. The Uyghur, yep, same thing in China. That's a modern-day example. Okay. Um, Nobody wants to think anymore. Wait a second. I wanted to. Here we go. Nobody wants to think anymore. They seek out the quickest, easiest source for their opinions. Turn on the TV and see Mushy Mellon say something dumb and false about firearms. And they say, well, the resident president. So this is this was this. This is this. This is what is true. This must be true. I mean, the president wouldn't say anything that was blatantly false. Right. Congressmen wouldn't say things that are blatantly false. Our trusted talking heads in the uh, in the in the you know in the news media and on our favorite news channel, they wouldn't say anything blatantly false. Maybe it is just laziness. Maybe it's I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not intentional. I, I it, but I am coming to firmly believe that it's no longer just ignorance or willful ignorance. It is on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. And they're in it together, pushing some kind of agenda that I just you can't I can't see it from any other angle at this point, especially when it's been <clears throat> factually debunked. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Um, it, it's 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 astonishing. All right. Uh, we're coming up on it. Hour two is right now. We've got Dave on the phone in Fairbanks. Fairbanks. <laughs> 
We're going to continue with him here as we get started. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Here we go. thing back in its holster we haven't gone anywhere i don't understand check out the michaeldukeshow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast the michael duke show i have two guns one for each of you firearms friday as thomas jefferson stated it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend. I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Jackson. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off at issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Hour two of the big radio broadcast. Uh, it's gun day, baby, and we're here to talk about it. Phone lines are open at 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Dave in Fairbanks has been on hold for a bit here over the top of the hour. He wants to talk about pistol braces. I want to hear what he has to say. Good morning, Dave. What's on your mind? Hello, Michael. Hey, uh, um, I have a, a, a arm brace, but I, I had to take it off, but can I... Can I retrofit a roll of toilet paper in there and, and uh, put a couple of sheetrock screws in there and use it as a shoulder uh, shoulder stock? Can oh to expand it? You mean to make it longer? To make it whatever? I mean, you'd still have you'd still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, t- I took the vel I took the velcro off of it, and uh, you know. <laughs> So it's no longer a uh, arm brace, but can I retrofit and make a, a shoulder stock out of that? The easiest solution to that, Dave, is that you have to put a 16-inch barrel on your on your pistol. That's, I mean, if you wanted to get down to oh, it, and you you know you can't because it's not about the length of the arm brace. Remember, it's the whole argument from the ATF. Although they're classifying the the arm brace now as an SBR. The whole point of the ATF thing is, is that if you took your pistol and instead put a 16-inch barrel on it, it's now technically a rifle. And you can have that short shoulder stock on your rifle. It just has to have a 16-inch barrel on the rifle. That's the only way it can be legal, uh, according to their definition. Or you could register it as an SBR, short barrel rifle. Either way. Um, but, yeah, no, just putting right. some... Putting some things on, making it in uh, inoperable as an arm brace by not allowing it to be, you know, strapped on or something like that. That's not going to do a thing, my friend. That is still, unfortunately, illegal. It needs to have the 16-inch barrel for it to be legal. 
so much for your right to privacy in your own house, right? Well, exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, I don't think you're alone, my friend. Again, only 200 and I think it was a 247,000, I think, is the official number, maybe 241,000 registrations of pistol braces occurred during the amnesty period. And they estimate that there's anywhere from 9 to 14 million of these things out there. So, you know, there a lot of people just basically either a can I, le- can I legally buy a, a shoulder uh, uh, stock for that pistol? Uh, you can buy a shoulder stock for a regular sized stock. Unfortunately, you would still have to register it be, as a short barreled rifle. Uh, because that's what it is. A $200, $200 tax stamp. You got to get the paperwork. You got to do the fingerprinting. You got to do all that kind of stuff. And you'd still have to register it as a short barreled rifle because it has to do with a rifle link. Now, a short barreled AR without a stock on it is technically a pistol. Uh, so you don't have to register that. But the second that you put any kind of shoulder stock or shouldering device on it, and that's what their argument is, is that the arm brace becomes a shouldering device, then it is a short barrel rifle. And if you don't have the paperwork for it, it's illegal and it's a felony. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for, uh, thank you for your call. I appreciate have, it. Have a great day. Bye. 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Phone lines are open if you want to sound off. Uh, now is the time to do it. If you're just joining us this morning, first of all, welcome to the program. Um, you could have gotten up just a little bit earlier and become a member of the 6 o'clock club, which is for all those folks who listen in the 6 o'clock hour. I mean, it's free, and it's just bragging rights. It's nothing else, but... Uh, if you didn't miss, if you if you didn't hear the last hour, you missed the last hour. We were talking a lot about all these comments from various politicians, including old Uncle Joe, who um, just basically continues to spout inaccurate. I mean, it's just blatant falsehoods. It's not even in, inaccurate. Is too mild a word for what for what they're they're putting out there, and it is so blatant. That it's not just the right-wing media outlets who are out there catching this. Even somebody like CNN agrees that this is, here's what CNN said. Um, President Joe Biden made false claims about a variety of topics, notably including gun policy, during a series of official speeches and campaign remarks over the last two weeks. He made at least five false claims related to guns, a subject to which he has repeatedly been inaccurate during his presidency. I mean, I would say lying, not inaccurate. He also made false claims about the extent of his support for environmental groups. He used incorrect figures about the population of Africa, his own travel history, and how much renewable energy Texas uses. And they go on to talk about his fact check. Uh, Bo Biden and red flag laws. In a Friday speech at the National Safer, Safer Community Summit in Connecticut, Biden spoke of how gun control law that he signed in 2022 has federal funding for states to expand the use of gun control tools like red flag laws, which allow the courts to temporarily seize the guns of people who are deemed to be dangerous to themselves or others. After mentioning the red flag laws, he invoked his late son, Bo Biden, who served as attorney general of Delaware and said, as my son was the first to enforce uh, 
when he was attorney general, but that claim is false because Delaware did not have a red flag law when Bo Biden was state attorney general. The legislation that created the program was named the Bo Biden Gun Violence Prevention Act, but it was passed in 2018, three years after Bo died of brain cancer. In the same speech, the president spoke confusingly on his administration's efforts to make it more difficult for Americans to pursue and purchase stabilizing braces. Um, put a pistol brace on it and it turns it into a gun, said Biden. What? It was a gun to be. Put a pistol brace on it. It turns it into a gun, says Biden. Makes them where you have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun and essentially turning it into a short barrel rifle, which has been a weapon of choice of a number of mass shooters. Um, the facts say that uh, the stabilizing brace turns a pistol into a gun, increases the caliber of the gun are both false. The pistol obviously is already a gun. Pistol brace does not have any effect on the caliber of ammunition uh, that fires from a gun other, uh, or anything about the basic function of the gun itself, uh, writes Stephen Gutowski, uh, who writes for CNN. Biden's assertion that the addition of a stabilizing brace can essentially turn a pistol into a short barrel rifle is subjective. That's the same argument that the ATF is making, uh, and that regulatory effort is being challenged by the courts. He repeated, he, that, <laughs> this is just, it just goes on. This is CNN. This is not Fox News. This is not World News Daily or, or whatever. This is CNN. Repeating a claim he made in 2022 in the State of the Union, he said at uh, a campaign raiser in California that the only industry in America you can't sue is the gun manufacturers. This, as CNN and other fact checkers have previously noted, is a false claim. Gun manufacturers are not entirely exempt from being sued nor are they the only industry with liability protections. Notably, there are significant liability protections for, for vaccine manufacturers and at present for people and entities involved in making and distributing and administering countermeasures for COVID. <laughs> he goes on to talk about the PLCAA. He then talks about the uh, NRA. You know, the NRA is the only outfit in the nation that you can't sue. Uh, he's false. While gun manufacturers have liability protection, no law was ever passed to forbid a lawsuit against the NRA, and it has faced a variety of lawsuits in recent years. At the same fundraiser in California, Biden said he taught the Second Amendment in law school. And guess what? You don't have it, it doesn't say you can't own any weapon you want. It says there are certain weapons that you just can't own. You can't own a machine gun. CNN. Biden's claim is false. The Second Amendment does not explicitly say whether people cannot own certain weapons, and the courts have not interpreted it to, to forbid machine guns. In fact, with some exceptions, people in more than two-thirds of states are allowed to buy and own fully automatic machine guns. Um, federal law imposes significant restrictions on machine gun purchases, yada, yada, yada. But he basically said this is, this is the whole thing. Talks about the boyfriend loop. I, the, the whole, it, this, CNN is all over this. Like, no, this is still not right. This is things that he's been repeating for over a year. They don't even talk about the whole canon thing or, you know, this, all this other stuff. This is, this is it folks. This is the nuttiest stuff that you'll ever hear. And they keep getting away from it. Finally, somebody like, even like CNN is like, no, no, you, it's, you can't do that. Anyway. Um, 
it's uh <clears throat> it's uh it's 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 interesting stuff but this is the one uh this is the one thing that it just it irritates the hell out of me when these guys get up and say things that are so factually inaccurate to be actually laughable that anybody with an ounce of common sense that knows nothing about guns should go wait a second putting an arm brace on a pistol changes the caliber i mean anybody with a shred of analytical wit should be like what but that's where we're at this is the kind of stuff that's coming out of the mouths of the leaders of the free world. I mean, I, I just imagine that our enemies are just sniggering in their coffee every time the Muppet Uncle Joe gets up on stage. I, I just I just can't imagine. All right, we got more coming up. Uh, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion Season 4, should be joining us here on the other side. But we will continue with more. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the, on the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Uh, Jeannie says the pistol brace uh, uh, is... Oh, wait a second. Uh, where was it? No, the arm brace rule was stayed, has been temporarily stayed. Only if you're a member of certain organizations. Only if you're a member of Gun Owners of America. Only if you're a member of the Firearms Policy Coalition. Right? So it's, I mean, it's up against the, up against the world. Up against the world. <laughs> that pistol brace is at the bottom of Cook Inlet, wink, wink. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Biden at his finest. Oh, boy, Joe, really, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that... Oh. Let me see. Where is that? I want to... Let me go back. I didn't actually pull that one. Um, uh, Race makes caliber uh, <laughs> there we go here's the here's the thing i don't think you guys will be able to hear this but i want to uh, i want to record this so i'm gonna come on i'm gonna record this because i want to hear what he has to oh is president he... joe biden spoke recently at the no where's the where's the actual where's the actual there it is right there that's what i wanted right there let's try to see what this here's Instead, I signed into law the Bipartisan Savers Community Act, which you've referenced several times today, which many have described as the most significant gun safety law in 30 years. Okay. And it is. But for me, and for most of you... Yeah, I, I gotta go actually find the... Uh, I gotta go actually find the part where he basically talks about... You guys, you guys can't hear that, right? You guys couldn't hear the audio from the YouTube video. Um... <clears throat> 
turns into a gun, and you can have a higher caliber okay. bullet coming out of that gun. Put a pistol on a brace, it may, turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. It's essentially turning into a short barrel rifle, which has been a weapon of choice by a number of mass shooters. Now, the- okay, I just got, I just got the quote. So uh, we'll have to play that here on the other side. Oh man, thank you for thank you for being patient with me there. I just wanted to get that because that is, uh, can I get? Let me go over here. Yeah, let me do this right here. Get that right there. That is the that is the quote of the day. Can I copy that to do? I can right there. Uh, again. All right. Okay. So sorry about that. I wanted to grab that piece of audio from President Biden, where he basically um, says that the caliber. I mean, that it changes caliber, right? It's, that's, that's, that's the story that he's sticking to. Put a pistol on a brace, it may, turns into a gun. Makes it more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. It's essentially turning it into a short barrel rifle, which has been a weapon of choice by a number of mass shooters. How is this guy president of the United States? Right? I mean, it's not just him. It's the whole Dick Durbin thing, too, right? I mean, the... We all know that because of the ammunition magazines that can be strapped on to so many pistols that these become automatic weapons similar to AK-47s. What? Ammunition magazines that can be strapped on. What? I want some of those magazines that you could strap on and just turn them into automatic weapons. I think probably Chris Chang wants a few of those as well. I, Chris, are they those down at your local sporting goods store? Because I need to know. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Man. Uh, you know, product of the future is now. Yeah, exactly. All right. Hold hold the line, Chris. We're jumping back into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. It's California Surf Party in honor of our next guest, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, Season 4. We were just talking about how, wow, I want to know where Dick Durbin goes shopping uh, at the sporting goods store, Chris, because, I mean, if I could find those magazines that you just strap on to your pistol and turn it into an AK-47, I mean, that's like that sounds like a Pokemon thing where it just kind of mutates into the next level. That's I mean, where do I find that? Everybody it's wants to get it. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And, and, you know, the, the first thing I actually was, was thinking about was it, it almost sounded like these anti-gunners, they, they are using AI, using like chat GPT <laughs> to say, yeah. what, is, what is like the scariest thing that I can say about, about firearms? And then chat GPT just sort of like mishmashed all of these incorrect things that people think about firearms man and we've been talking we've been talking about it all morning we've been talking about this stuff all morning the president's comments you know on the caliber and and for those of you i've been talking about this all morning and i apologize chris but i've been talking about this all morning i finally was able to find the actual quote this is president biden talking about pistol braces uh wait a second this is uh what i meant was me actually turn it up so you can hear it this is president biden put a pistol on a brace it may turns into a gun 
Makes them more, you can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. It's essentially turning it into a short barrel rifle. Yeah, I mean, you put a you put a pistol on a brace, it turns it into a gun. A pistol is a gun, and then the and it turns it into a high. It just magically transforms it. It's a unicorn, and it just becomes a. Chris, these are the leaders of the free world, the the Dick Durbins and the Chuck Schumers and the Carolyn McCarthys and the Joe Bidens. These are the people that are the leaders of our country. And I used to think it was just ignorance, and then I thought maybe it was willful ignorance, and now I think. Like you said, it's just on purpose. What's the scariest thing we can say? And we'll just keep repeating it over and over and over again. It's 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 embarrassing. And, you know, also the, the problem with this is, you know, naturally a lot of people, we look up to the leaders, right, that we elect. We, we look to leadership to give us accurate information, right, to give us intelligent perspectives and opinions on things. And so, right, the president, you know, Senator Durbin and all these other all these other anti-gunners, right, they are sending these inaccurate messages, right, to the population. And of course, right, these these ideas and false concepts are just going to get repeated over and over and over again by their followers. And so it just continues this cycle of misinformation. And look, right, I mean, look, like we are all on the same page in terms of wanting to reduce the amount of violence that we see in our country with guns, but we're only going to be able to find real solutions if we all can speak the truth. Right. And well, and look, obviously there's many different versions of the truth, you know, per se, but like, let's, let's at least stay in the physical realm. Yeah. yeah, truth, yeah. Right? Let's not bend <laughs> the laws of physics. physics. Yeah. Like <laughs> we don't want to bend the laws of physics and be like, it's magical. You strap it on and it, it gets bigger. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, it's crazy. Speaking of actually, you know, trying to find real solutions, governor Gavin Newsom thinks he has a solution, but you'll notice that his solution it's not being talked about by any of the gun control groups. It's not being talked about by the Democrats. It's not being talked about by the president. It was not even being referenced by anybody on that side of the equation in power. But Gavin Newsom has the answer. He wants to repeal the Second Amendment. He wants to reform it, have a referendum, change it, and make weapons of war, which, by the way, would affect pretty much every firearm out there, Weapons of war, illegal for people to own. This is his joy. And I know you were pissed off because you couldn't talk about this while you were on vacation. I wanted to give you a chance to rant away a little bit about Gavin Newsom's decision to take away all of our Second Amendment rights. Yeah, yeah Governor Newsom, right, who's the governor of California where I live, you know, his one, his political ambitions are, are clearly laid out, right? He's trying to make this, this, this flamboyant PR move of this 28th amendment proposal, right? Which, you know, and then the frustrating part is, you know, he's saying, oh, it won't touch the second amendment to keep second amendment in place. And then in the same breath goes on to list all of the infringements of the second amendment that this new proposed 28th amendment would, 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 uh, would, would entail. And so it's just, it's so frustrating, right? Just to see uh, he's continuing his anti-gun ramp, but like you, like you mentioned, the Democrat establishment and the anti-gun groups are not rallying behind this idea at all because, you know, I think even they're realizing that Newsom's 28th Amendment idea is so far-fetched, right? It is maybe the pipe dream that a lot of these anti-gunners want, but they realize that it's really out of reach, right, to, to solidify this 
into a potential 28th amendment to our constitution is it, it crosses the Rubicon, right? And I think the anti-gunners who are not supporting this 28th amendment idea realize that, look, if this 28th amendment idea ever got real legs, the main reaction would be to galvanize the entire firearms community, the entire firearms industry to fight this tooth and nail. So it's a stupid idea on an incredible number of fronts. It's Gavin Newsom's attempt at garnering national attention for himself because he clearly has presidential ambitions. And right, given what's going on with President Biden and his son, Hunter Biden, you know, President Biden's lock, I mean, there's no lock for him, right? right for right. the 2024 uh, nomination or election. And so, you know, Newsom, I think, if you just look at this from a political operator perspective, I think he is being smart, right? He is trying to position himself as if something happens to President Biden's nomination, right? The Democrats are going to need to find someone else, right, to to put up on the pedestal. And of course, you know, Newsom will be right up there, right. regardless of whether he's actually serious about this 28th Amendment or not. Is um, you know, it, but it's 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 pretty impressive in a scary way that Newsom would be so bold to basically put forth this amendment that would nullify the Second Amendment. I mean, it Essentially, is, is yeah. jaw-dropping. Well, exactly. I mean, I took one look at it and said, well, this is political theater, essentially. It's it's positioning. Uh, he doesn't really believe that it could be passed, but the fact that he had the balls to go out there and actually suggest it shows you exactly where his mindset is. Even though it's not politically feasible now, this is the kind of thing that goes out there and you go, whoa. Now, Let's talk about compliance on something like that. We saw what happened. You and I have talked about in the past, New York Safe Act. We talked about the the assault weapons ban in Connecticut. We talked about the civil disobedience that we're seeing in those places, the non-compliance that's happening. And now, of course, we have the pistol brace, which had an amnesty period, like a 90-day, 120-day amnesty period, where you could register your pistol-braced gun as an SBR for free. You just had to do the paperwork and yada, yada, yada. And it turns out that they had, what, 247,000 people register their firearms. And by estimates, I, I've seen the 40 million estimate. I believe that's blown out of proportion. But even the even the DOJ's own estimates, between 9 and 15 million arm braces in America. And you had 250,000 people register? What does that tell you about people's appetite for more gun control? Yeah, right. I mean, the, the incredibly low compliance rate uh, for, for the pistol brace um, rule and registration scheme, right? It, it just indicates how not serious uh, many Americans, myself included, you know, take certain you know gun control regulations. Because you know, right? We we just know that this isn't going to reduce crime. It's it's not really solving uh, any real problem. It's just another one of these cosmetic fear mongering, you know, you know, um, approaches, right, to gun control to say, oh, you know, somehow this particular piece of shaped plastic somehow enhances, you know, the lethality, right, of, of a particular firearm. It's all just scare tactics. And, you know, right, the majority of, of gun owning Americans realize, well, look, you know, if I own a pistol brace, I mean, look, I'm not doing anything illegal. With right. This, my my right? gun, 99.99% of guns in America don't do anything to anybody. It's that 0.1% that gets you every time. Even even Schumer's comment about how putting an arm brace on a pistol makes it more concealable. What? 
I mean, the pistol was conceived. You're making it longer and it makes it more. I can't, man. I can't. All right. Yeah. I, got, I got about three minutes here. I wanted to give you a chance to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about real quick. If there's something you wanted to hit on today, we didn't get a chance earlier this month. So I'll let you have the floor. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, you know, I'm uh, still really excited for an upcoming project that's uh, going to be coming out with the National Shooting Sports Foundation, where we made uh, another set of educational videos targeted towards the you know, 15 million plus first time new gun owners over the past two to three years. And, you know, these new gun owners, they are they are new and they don't know and understand necessarily that you can't just buy a firearm and expect it to keep you safe. Right. That is just that is a very false uh, a, a approach and attitude right towards firearms ownership. You have to train. Right. That is that is the key element. Right. To making sure that you can safely operate, you can safely store and handle a firearm. And so a lot of these new videos uh, targeted towards the new shooter and the new gun owner is emphasizing some of the cultural dynamics around the gun community and gun culture making sure that these new shooters understand that you know gun ranges are there for them and they're there for everybody who wants to go uh, learn how to shoot or to be able to enhance your skills and practice you know there's lots of instructors right that are available at gun ranges as well and so these videos coming out probably around august which is national shooting sports month uh, you know, it's probably going to be about, you know, 10 to 12 videos. I'm really excited for those to uh, get out in the wild. I can't wait. Uh, you do really well uh, as a spokesperson for the NSSF, and you've done some great videos on your own. Uh, and this will be a whole thing because, again, 15 million brand spanking new gun owners. It, nobody ever shot, you know, they never shot a thing until they bought these pistols and uh, or rifles or whatever they bought. A lot of it during COVID, and a lot of these, again, are... Uh, you know, minorities, females, even people of the Democratic persuasion because of the whole COVID thing and police saying you're on your own kind of thing. It's a super exciting time for a lot of these new gun owners, and they need this kind of education. Indeed, they do. Yeah. Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, Season 4 uh, of Top Shot. You can find him, by the way, at TopShotChris.com. He's got his book, Shoot to Win which is in its second or third edition now. I mean, he's got lots of good stuff in there for new gun owners and new shooters. If you want to go check it out and give it to somebody, it'd be a good thing to do. Chris Chang, hold the line for just a second. Folks, we're out of time. Willie Waffle coming up next. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Uh, all right, Chris, I just wanted to get a hot take from you here before I let you go for the day. Because, okay. uh, you know, again, it, I spent the whole morning because it just it just fried me uh, all these comments that we're seeing. And it's, you know, Greg Jarrett on Fox News saying there's a button you push on your AR-15. It turns it into a machine gun. You know, the, the Schumer comment, the Durbin comment, Biden's repeated comments, the Carolyn McCarthy, a, a barrel shroud is a shoulder thing that goes up and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, what you work in San Francisco, California, then San Francisco, then the tech industry. I mean, it's just like we're breaking it down into like the what some of the more liberal areas of the country. I mean, what are your your cohorts and your friends and your coworkers when you when they see things like do you guys ever talk about that? I mean, do you do you ever go, 
well, you know, that's not really true that if you put a pistol brace, it won't increase the caliber. I mean, do you, or are they smart enough to go, well, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, that just, is that magical? How does that work? If I put it on my car? You know, so, I mean, uh, my gun owning, you know, my gun owning friends here in San Francisco and the Bay Area. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're well-educated enough to know that when they hear some of this gobbledygook that's coming out of these anti-gunners mouths that it just literally doesn't make any sense. So, you know, for, you know, Gun owners, yeah, it's just clear that these politicians, many of them just don't know what they're talking about. But, you know, uh, amongst my non-gun owning friends, you know, here in San Francisco, um, you know, actually, to be frank, like, we don't talk about it a lot. Um, (laughs) Probably a little more comfortable that way, right? (laughs) It's it's a little bit of that. But, you know, it's like, well, so let me me give you an example, right? So I I will talk about this maybe next weekend when I'm hosting some of my non-gun owning friends. Um, and my my uh, forest property, and we're going to shoot, right? We're we're going to go, you know, shoot at my private range, and and that's an appropriate location and, and moment to talk about some of the stuff because then my friends will have an anchor in like what I'm talking about, right? If somebody's never fired an AR-15 rifle or an AR pistol, like unless I show them what we're talking about, right? They're just not gonna they're not gonna understand the physical attributes of right a. Uh, what is this you know, pistol brace thing versus, you know, a, a standard buttstock, right? It's just, it's clearly, right, hard to just talk about things in the abstract. And it's much more, I think, impactful and meaningful when I can get them behind a gun, pull the trigger, they can see the difference and or non-differences, right, between some of these, these, these nuances that anti-gunners are trying to zero in on but there's sort of non-existent red herrings so um right, right. you know li- like with most things we can talk about gun control you know till till our faces turn blue but i think the the real way that we change hearts and minds is we have to bring people to range and i, I know that's not always easy right it's yeah. definitely easier said than done but um we have to show not tell yeah. right like, there, Nobody likes to be lectured to, right? But if you show people, right, what these firearms are about and what some of these physical attributes that are so controversial uh, and how sort of mundane um, and, well, right, a controversial feature may be a enhancement, right? Right. You know, if you put a red dot on a pistol. Well, you know, I don't, I don't see the red dot as increasing the lethality of the pistol. I see it as I can be more accurate. With right, the red dot right on my pistol, so that I can hit you know the bad guy targets and avoid hitting the good guy targets. Right, right. So right. instead of things like bayonet lugs, this rifle has a bayonet lug. This this rifle doesn't. Same accuracy, same lethality, same. I mean, it's the same. I gotta I gotta say this, Chris. Uh, you know, I used to think that a lot of times it was ignorance. Like I said, then I thought it was willful ignorance. Oh, we'll just really not. Now I'm thinking. They're just trying to find the scariest thing. I think you're right. Maybe they just plug it into chat GTP and say, give me the scariest argument I can have for gun control. Doesn't have to be true. And they'd be, you know, it just spits it. Yeah. (laughs) It's just word vomit. I think think they're doing it on purpose at this point. I mean, do you or is it, 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 it just can't, nobody is that stupid. I, I mean, I still like to uh, think of uh, the best in people, and I know that's becoming increasingly more and more difficult these days. Uh, I, I think it's laziness. I, I think that's yeah. really what it actually comes down to, right? It's 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 
it's difficult to learn about a thing that you don't know anything about, right? Yeah. So these anti-gunners, right? They're not going to go shoot a gun, right? They're not going to go yeah. learn. A, they're not going to go talk to gun owners, right? So they're being lazy, right? Yeah. So the lazy approach to this is you just hear what the echo chambers are saying about, you know, the scary things about guns and you, you know, throw your PR person at it and say, oh, you know, at take out your thesaurus and make some of the words scarier, yeah, right? And, exactly. And I think that's sort of what we're seeing right now. It's just laziness. All right. My, my well, Chris Chang, I can't wait to see. We'll talk again in August about the videos. Hopefully they're out by then. We can discuss it more. Thank you so much, my friend. I, good to see you again. Thanks for coming on board. Thanks as always for having me. Always good to see you, sir. All right, folks, that brings us uh, up to the, uh, brings us up. We're coming back in. My phone is buzzing. Willie Waffle is ready to go. Let's get back into it. I suppose I should change my uh, change my color background so that I'm all matching. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Here we go. It wouldn't be the weekend without a little waffle. I mean, I mean, you know, Waffle House would be fine too. But Willie Waffle is what we're talking about. Uh, WaffleMovies.com. He comes in, gives us the razzmatazz on all the stuff that's going on with the uh, uh, with the movies and the entertainment industry and everything else. I was trying to work the word razzmatazz into something today, so you got it, got it squared away. Hello, my friend. What's happening? I'm feeling pretty good. Yes, I am willing to share a little bit of the waffle with everybody. We'll brighten up the weekend. We'll yeah. get everybody excited about something. So the big question that everybody's burning on everybody's mind is Belgian style or ego? I mean, what is your what's your jam? What's your jam? Oh, you know, there's uh there's nothing more special than when you go to like a hotel and they have that little waffle maker oh, down man, there for those breakfast. Are so and, good. You know, oh yeah. yeah. You make your own Belgian waffle. It's all warm and nice and soft and oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I almost bought one. Sign of those. me up. I almost bought one <laughs> of those know, cookers because I, I was like, Oh man, that's so good. So good. Um, uh, all right. Yeah, well, I, go ahead. No, no, because because I'm with you. I almost bought one too. I'm like uh, How often am I going to do this? I don't you know, really because I know such... <laughs> I know what my mornings are like. <laughs> because because if, if I bought that, then I'd have to buy the dispenser next to it with a big bag of uh, of of uh, you know batter and stuff, and it was you know anyway. Yep. It's a thing. Um, all right, well, uh, let's get into it. We got uh, some big uh, streaming news, movie news, stuff like that. Um, let's start off with uh, Netflix. Yeah, there's a lot of Netflix stuff this Man, week. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, I mean, wh which one do you want to start with? Let, I, I've got, let's talk about, let's, I've got three stories plus one that I didn't even tell you about. Oh, yet. okay. Well, let's talk about the ratings to begin with, and then we'll move on to Stranger Things. Okay. So Netflix is going to change the way that it does its own ratings. So they they announced that the way they do their their weekly top ten ratings is now going to be sorted by number of views rather than just viewing time. And and they they're going to do what I think a lot of us have done. You know, you, you look at the number of views, you know how long the thing runs, and you do a quick calculation to find out, well, how many people or how many times was something watched? And that's what they're going to do here. So when they do their, their weekly top 10, it's now going to be organized by 
the uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be organized by the total viewing time divided by the program's runtime, and they'll still show you the total viewing time. They'll show you that something had you know a billion hours watched or whatever it might be. But they they think it's a lot more of a fair comparison because you know a lot of the stuff that ends up at the top is things like Stranger Things or movies that have much longer longer run times, and they want to kind of right. not uh, right. short shrift some of their shorter programs. Right. So now they're just looking at the number of times an eyeball actually clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think you know the big the big uh the big uh complaint right now or the big criticism right now is that well that doesn't tell me that 5 million people watched it. One person could have watched it 5 million times. Not you know obviously right, not right, realistic right. there but you know there there are some people who are doing multiple viewings and uh and that that drives up numbers too. I could see that. I could see that. Although it is an interesting yeah. metric to see how many hours something has been watched. I mean, I will say that for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Extraction 2 viewed for 88 million hours. <laughs> 88 yeah. million hours, which means it's 124 minutes long, which means what? 42, almost 43 million views. Almost 43 million views. And if they sold 43 million tickets at, what, 10 bucks a ticket, well, just do the math, baby. Four hundred and twenty million. Do the math. That would have been the greatest opening of any movie in history. <laughs> of anything I know. ever in I history. Know. In history, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's one thing. They, a lot of the reason we're doing a lot of this uh, Netflix stuff this week is because the Tadum conference happened at yeah. the con, right? The, which is the Netflix convention called Tadum, which is the sound that <laughs> you, you know your Netflix makes. And uh, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger up there announcing one of his good friends is coming to Netflix again. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Linda Hamilton is joining Stranger Things. Yep, Linda Hamilton, the legendary star of The Terminator. And uh, we don't know what role she's going to play. We don't know how many uh, episodes she's going to be in. Heck, we don't even know when Netflix is going to be able to air in the new Stranger Things uh, final season. But she's going to be a part of it, yeah. and they're just going to drip it out. Okay, I'm telling you, Netflix is expert at this. So now they're dripping that she's going to be there. And then, like, you know, once they're able to start production, they'll probably drip some picture of her in the production and everybody going, ooh, it looks like maybe she's in the military. Ooh, maybe she's somebody's mother. Ooh, maybe she's this. Maybe she's that. And they'll just keep building it and building it and building it. And you know I'm going to be just I'm going to be watching every single Man. episode when they drop that I thing know. in a year. I know I'm waiting, <laughs> but I mean, it could be a year or more, oh, even more before this thing yeah. because of the writer's strike. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're right now, they're saying at least a minimum of one year, uh, which, you know, would put it kind of on that schedule dropping around July 4th, which I think one of the seasons did a couple of years ago. Um, I I'm with you. I think it's going to be much longer. I think they'll be they'll be lucky to get it out by the fall of next year, just simply because there's a lot of production that goes into that series and, and the way they shoot it and the way they edit it. And, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, if if I had to guess, I would guess maybe Halloween of 2024. Yeah, I mean, they, it's a pretty heavy, intense graphic. I mean, it probably has to go through six months of post-production after they've wrapped the actual yeah. shooting, I imagine. So, yeah, so this is going to be a yeah. big deal. And now it's not just a writer's strike. Tell me about this, because I didn't even really hadn't heard about this. There's an impending actor's strike as well. Yes, there there is an impending actor's strike. So a couple of weeks ago, they voted uh, to strike. It was something like 98% to two uh, to, to go ahead and strike. Um, the, the bell tolls at midnight, June 30th. 
and uh, the the actors have a lot of concerns, and they say that while um, while the Directors Guild has made their deal with the uh, the motion picture uh, studio and television producers uh, organization, um, that you know they don't have the same worries about uh, AI, and they don't have right. the same worries about residuals and and things like that. And and the actors said our our concerns are really much closer to what you see with the writers. Right. And that's why we've been standing tall with the writers. We continue to stand tall with the writers. Uh, and so they could very well be going on strike June 30th. And that would be bad because right now there are some that feel if the actors go on strike, this thing will go through the end of the year. I'm so glad I didn't join SAG. That's all I'm saying right now. I'm so glad I that I didn't join SAG know, at this point. I know. Well, uh, and the thing is, they're they're not going to hold the radio people to the strike, is what I understand. Well, no, I was going to join that, SAG that as a gonna I was going to join SAG as a oh, voice actor, right. as that's a voice right. actor, that's and right. I and yeah. I decided not to. This is about four years ago. I decided not to, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because this would yeah. be a, put a real hitch in your get along, if you know what I mean. Um, well, I'll, yeah, and I, I think that's the part they don't realize. I mean, you know, I think about the people who are going to get hurt by a striker are the people who are playing extras and bit parts and then have to go to their 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 restaurant gig afterwards. Like those guys go on strike, they're hurting. Yeah, no, I mean the big names they yeah. don't they don't care. I mean if they made a million bucks, they're they're good. The rest of the people, the working, the like you said, the supporting crew, the staff, the actors that are in the background, that you know, voice actors, things like that. Well, <clears throat> let's just say maybe there'll be some voice acting jobs opening up for people who are non-union. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, let's go on to the final, uh, well, maybe the, not the final announcement, but the next announcement from Netflix. And that is that Extraction 2 was so well received that Extraction 3. There's, yes, <laughs> Extraction 3 is on the way, baby. <laughs> uh, I just love, I haven't even watched it yet. I'll be honest. I was going to watch it this oh, last wow. weekend, but I got busy and I didn't do it. And I will just, I'll make an admission. Diablo 4 ruined my life. I'm just saying I got sucked <laughs> into that, and I was playing that all weekend with my free time, and I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, so maybe this weekend I'll watch it. But, hey, I love the first one so much. If they made two or three more, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that. I have another friend uh, who's like, my wife is going out of town for the weekend. I have Diablo 4. I'll see you all Monday. <laughs> <laughs> don't call. Don't write. Don't send carrier pigeons. I will be busy. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, but yeah, so Extraction 3 is on the way. Obviously a big hit. I mean, 40, 43 million views. That's a pretty good, you know, it's a rock solid deal. So that'll be good. Uh, and I'm glad to hear it because I, I keep hearing Hemsworth is going to retire to spend time with his family. And um, uh, he doesn't have a medical condition. That was Bruce Willis, right? So, but Hemsworth is no. He has something though. He has something that he's concerned that you Genetic know it's going to shorten his life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "Hey, you know, I'm doing all right financially, and I love my family. And if you only got so much time to go, I'd rather spend it with my family." And yeah. I, I admire that. I can I understand that. that. I can understand that. You said there's yep. a fourth a fourth story quickly for from Netflix. Well, yeah. So kind of breaking late last night, um, Netflix is looking to buy a movie studio, oh. and they they have their eyes set on Paramount Studios. Oh my and, god! Uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. I know. Oh, man, holy that cow! That would be massive. 
Well, with the surge in their stock price, because now all these people can't steal passwords anymore, um, they have some extra cash and they're looking to use it. And so they're looking to buy a movie studio because, you know, it, it's hard to produce all these things on their own and, and it's hard to distribute these things. And, and by bringing in somebody like Paramount, now you've got a distribution arm, you've got a production arm. And uh, that's going to help them because another thing that's been kind of developing uh, over the week is that the Oscar rules are going to change. Right. And now if you play now, if you play a movie, it's you're going to have to do it in more than just one week in New York and L.A., they're going to extend that out. You're going to have to be in like 10 to 50 cities for a week um, to qualify for the Oscars or at least have like a promise oh, to I do see. it or something along I those see. lines. Yeah. And, and you know, if you have Paramount doing your distribution, well, that's easier than, you know, right now what Netflix says is they own two, they own two theaters and they put them in their theaters. <laughs> wow. Well, that'll be yeah. interesting because Paramount also, of course, owns the rights to things like Star Trek. They've got Paramount Plus, the streaming network. I mean, this could be an interesting yeah. acquisition. That'd be a real interesting I acquisition. I would be curious. I'd, I'd be really curious because I'm with you. Paramount Plus, you know, you merge it in Netflix. But, you know, the, the, what about the other things on Netflix that don't have anything to do with Paramount? You know, are they going to feel they're going to be slighted? They're going to be secondary. They're not yeah. going to get the same promotion because, well, you don't own us, yeah. which is what the fights have always been with the networks. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Um, we're running out of time, unfortunately. We've got oh, to head a lot of Netflix news. Um, but let's pick uh, let's pick three of the final things for stream here. we got about uh, four and a half minutes or so. So hit me with some right, quick so stuff I'll here. I'll hit you quick with Asteroid City, which is in theaters. This is the 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 new Wes Anderson movie about you know this this group of students. They're out in the Southwest West desert. It's a 1955 convention, like an awards ceremony, and they have a shockingly close encounter, and are held in quarantine. Now that movie alone, I would be willing to watch. But they're trying to get too cute by half in this whole deal here. Okay, so it's that whole part of the movie is basically a movie you're watching and the actors who are in that play that's been filmed that you're watching also have parts of the story that are developing outside of that see where i'm going with this it gets a little bit convoluted yeah, I was just it gonna gets say. a little bit crazy yeah and and you know it's it's a cool set and it looks beautiful and it's quirky like everything he does but it's a one and a half waffle movie oh ow the, the trailer looked great i thought the trailer looked really interesting but yeah, if it gets too convoluted, I don't know what we're going to do on that. Okay, so one and a half waffles for Asteroid City. Um, what What's next? Okay, then we'll go quickly. No Hard Feelings, the new Jennifer Lawrence movie, where um, she's hired to uh, to date a 19-year-old awkward kid before he goes off to college <laughs> because his parents are worried he's going to be a nerd. He's not going to have a real college experience. He's right, not going to have right. any friends. He's not going to have a girlfriend. And uh, he, they need Jennifer Lawrence to... Uh, Make him a little bit more manly. <laughs> and, and it's a raunchy, naughty, funny comedy when it wants to be like that. But, you know, like most of these movies these days, it's going to pull its punches. All of a sudden, it's going to get sweet. And oh. they're each going to learn from each other. Uh -huh. And they're they're both going to grow two and a half waffles. Well, isn't she like 45? That's not creepy at all. I no, mean, you no, know? no. She's no, no. She's like, uh, I want to say she's 32, maybe. Is she really? And that that oh. does be. Yeah, and, and that does become part of the story oh, in the movie. Oh, Jennifer that, Lawrence. Yeah, they, I was thinking J-Lo. I'm sorry, my bad. I was oh, thinking J-Lo. No, like, no. yeah. 
no, no, no. Jennifer Sorry. Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But th- that's one of the jokes because they're originally the parents want somebody who's maybe like in their early twenties, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence is not. Yeah. So. No. Oh, oops. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Two and a half. Well, that leaves us with Secret Invasion. You got ninety seconds. Give it to me. All right, your new Disney Plus series from Marvel. It's time for Nick Fury to save the planet by stopping a secret invasion of Earth by the Skrulls. The Skrulls. Evil Skrulls. Bad Skrulls. Skrulls that want trouble. And uh, this is really all about Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, you're getting to see him do his Samuel L. Jackson thing. And it's fun and it's cool. And he's awesome in the dramatic moments. And even in the first episode, oh my God, they're dropping a bomb on us, people. Uh, I'm I'm at three waffles right now, and I oh. have a feeling it's going to get better and better because wow. there's six total episodes. Oh. And uh, I I like watching Samuel Jackson kind of struggling, Nick Fury disillusioned, trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong, and yeah, having a lot of trouble. Nothing but scrubble. Uh, no scroll scroll. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying there. Uh, Good try, man. Secret try. Invasion, three waffles. All right. Well, we'll see how that comes out. I'm waiting for all six episodes to drop. You know me. Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Out of time for today. Thank you for coming on board. Uh, folks, we will see you on Monday. Ben Carpenter is going to be joining us. We're going to talk with him about the plan, the legislature, the vetoes, everything else. Have a great weekend. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. Okay, we're not on the clock now. We can rewind just a little bit. Uh, anything else you wanted to share on either one of those first two movies before we get into uh, Secret Invasion? Anything else on a- Asteroid City? No, or I North? mean, no, I think I hit it. I think, you know, the interesting thing about Asteroid City is, you know, Wes Anderson can still line up a heck of a cast. I mean, when, oh, you, it's when you look at who's yeah. in this movie, I mean, you know, Tom Hanks, Scarlett Johansson, Maya Hawke, Matt Dillon, Ed Norton, Margot Robbie, Brian Cranston, Jeff Goldblum, Willem Dafoe, it's everybody. And Steve Carell. Steve Carell's in uh, because Bill Murray, who typically does all the Wes Anderson movies, right. um, he came down with COVID right before they were going to film uh, and uh, and couldn't couldn't make the trip to, I think they filmed in Spain. And uh, so Steve Carell was brought in to replace him. Well, again, a star-studded cast, but if it gets too convoluted, it just gets wacky, right? Yeah, and I think that's the hard part. I mean, you know, it, it's presented almost like, you know, an old TV play that's been recorded and showing on television. So it gets introduced by the host and, and we start watching the play, but then we're also seeing the, 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 the machinations behind the scenes as the actors and the director who are also in the play are dealing with their own lives and their tribulations and their trials. And I'm like, uh, there's a lot going on here and, and that can be cool. And, and I, I don't want something to be too simple, but I think this one, it almost feels like they're creating a lot of this, to make up for maybe we don't have a fully fleshed out single idea. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and in yeah. no hard feelings again, Jennifer Lawrence. And I mean, I just, okay. You know, pulling the punches. That's the other thing we were talking about Mel Brooks a while back. You know, nobody could do what Mel Brooks does today because nobody's willing to go the full Monty on it. You know, they just, they, they'll no. go halfway and then they'll pull back because somebody somewhere might be offended by it. Um, which by the way, comedy haven't you heard that's kind of the stick of comedy is to offend people uh in one form or other the idea that we have to have a a happy ending yeah you know like you know and 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 it has to be sweet and it has to be nice and you know you could have a funny ending 
uh, just like this without, you know, kind of going down that road. I mean, let it be raunchy. Let it be over the top. That's some of the funniest stuff in the movie. And what makes it funny is, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is a very good actress. And, you know, she makes it very clear. She's not a real sex pot. She's putting on a show and she's awkward at it. She's trying, but maybe not doing the greatest. And that's why we're laughing. Right, exactly. Um, And I am looking forward to Secret Invasion. Again, Disney, you stupid, dumb bat. I'm just like the whole, we're going to dribble out one episode a week for you to watch. I mean, oh, God, kill me now. Just put them all out there. Let me watch all six episodes at once. Why? Why do you, yeah. ne- I think Netflix is really the only ones that is that is still not doing that. Everybody else is like dribble, dribble, dribble. I hate you so yeah. much. I will still give you money. And Netflix seems to maybe trying to do that a little bit, but um, you know, uh, here I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a show that turned the corner on that uh, Hulu show, The Bear, which I love, and uh, they dropped all the episodes like Thursday. Oh, and wow. for season season two. And and so I am looking to hunkering down this weekend and just living it up because I love that show. I don't know if you watched her. We ever mm. talked about it. I don't it. think we've ever talked um, about it. Oh, God, it's great. It's a guy who goes back home to Chicago. Uh, his his uh, his brother ran uh, kind of a, a sandwich shop in Chicago that mm-hmm. was well known. And uh, he takes it over uh, because the, the brother died. And it's he's the guy who takes it over used to be an executive chef for like, you know, the French laundry, like like a high class restaurant. Right. So he's clashing with the staff. He's trying to bring those concepts in. And these are people who are just like, I- I'm not looking to work a fine restaurant. I'm just like, I got a job, guys. And so, you know, the whole first season is just this tension and this battling that's going on between them as he's trying to save the restaurant. They just want to have their regular place. And now season two, we see. Um, kind of where the restaurant's moving in the future. Oh, okay. So, well, it might be an interesting yeah. watch for sure. Uh, any yeah. final, uh, any final thoughts? Secret Invasion? Anything else that we missed that we didn't get? Just all good? No, I mean, I think we got. I mean, you know, listen, it's same. It, this is the Samuel Jackson show, and and you know, yeah, they're they're going to advance. They're going to advance kind of the the whole uh, Marvel universe. Uh, you know, we've got Amelia Clark in here playing uh, one of the Skrulls. Uh, so she's now part of the Marvel Universe. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, you know, I think that they're they're kind of bringing in these characters that, that I think we had forgotten about over the past few years. I mean, you know, I'm trying to think, when have we seen or, or heard mention of the Skrulls outside of uh, Captain, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel, that was it. I think Captain Marvel yeah. was about it. So, well, yeah, it'd be and interesting. that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. Amelia Clark, is there superpower that she can become a dragon? I'm just asking. I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> that would be really awesome. <laughs> well, they, they can shapeshift, so she can be a dragon yeah, if she if, wants If she to. wants to be, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Willie, uh, thanks for coming in anything uh, we should look forward to next week next week it is indiana jones number five and the crystal no and the two and the bible no the i, for, uh, you, I forgot the, what the, it was I, yeah it just it's indiana jones people that's all it's we're gonna indiana call jones it. five that's all we need to know all right <laughs> indiana jones 85 i mean he is 85 but you know. <laughs> oh oh yeah. oh that'll leave a mark All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. See you then. Bye-bye. Folks, um, out of time. Again, Ben Carpenter joining us on Monday. Maybe somebody else. Maybe not. We'll see how I feel this weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. 